When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. The Bone and Joint Institute, uh, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org, and Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans if you've been injured in a car wreck. Call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation, 800-800-800. 4,600. Alan on YouTube says, usually listen on Apple Podcasts, but glad he can make it for a live show. So welcome. And yeah, uh, so if you don't watch us live, you can also get us audio only on wherever you get your podcast. But uh, Alan, I uh, appreciate you guys, uh, uh, you jumping in live today. So we're talking a lot, Zach, about what this offseason means for Rand Carthon and what his approach will be. We talked uh, a couple weeks ago about rebuild, reset, retool. Well, Rand Carthon will probably do one of those three things this offseason, but will he be aggressive or conservative in his moves uh, this offseason? We'll talk a lot about that and get everybody's opinion. But, Zach, uh, I was doing a little listening to uh, 104.5 The Zone yesterday during the President's Day where Buck was off, but the Buck Rising show is hosted by Lucas Panzeca and Rhett Bryan, who's the executive producer of Titans Radio and I, this caught my ear, Zach, where Rhett Bryan, who's been around the Titans since they've become the Titans, and even when they were the Tennessee Oilers, dropped a little nugget that I thought was interesting uh, yesterday during the Buck Rising show on this. As we get closer to the new new fiscal year, of course, free agency first day is March 15th, 3 o'clock Central, our time. Um, I would think because... Uh, it's Rand Carthon's first year, first draft, first stuff, and he's got a lot of things to to juggle knowing that the combine is next week. I would anticipate that some moves roster-wise are going to be made this week before they ever go to Indianapolis because they know the money situation they're in. And if you look at – I looked at an updated numbers of spot track the other day, and I think they're still $23 million under the – I mean, over the cap – and you're going to need room to operate. And, you know, as I said in the last segment, I think it's pretty imminent that Taylor DeWan's going to be released. And there are going to be other names that are going to move off the books um, and monies. But I would anticipate that some of those moves, a good chunk of those, may be made this week before they ever go to Indianapolis. So that's Rhett Bryan, uh, who is the executive producer of Titans Radio yesterday, filling in on the Buck Rising show with Lucas Panzeca. 
Uh, Zach, that's the first time you've heard it. I heard it live yesterday, and I was like, oh, interesting there, Rhett. Uh, Rhett's a very connected guy inside that building. Uh, what do you take away from that? Well, if you look at the timeline of when Rand Carthon got in there, he you know, he had the introductory press conference. He got his, his sea legs under him as they traveled down uh, to the Senior Bowl and diagnosed those type of players. And I think that over the last several weeks, they have formed a plan. Now, what that plan is, I think that's what Titans fans are are eagerly waiting to see what that is. But something's got to change, right? John Robinson was fired because of a plethora of reasons. We all know that. But he also, looking at what this roster is heading into this particular offseason, a lot of maneuvering has got to be made. They are over the cap. They are not like they were years ago, you know, when they were a really bad football team. When you're a really bad football team, like the Chicago Bears, you have like $100 million in cap space. Like you've got this astronomical amount, but that's the reason why they're really bad. The Titans were not a really bad football team. Their season did not end the way that they wanted it to, but Rand Carthon has really got to collaborate with Mike Vrabel and figure out, what this offseason is going to represent for what this first season under Rand Carthon as general manager is going to represent. This is the start of his general manager journey. You usually, and I say usually because it's not always, but you usually don't have a lot of, you know, experienced general managers that get new jobs. You usually have general managers that have worked their way up and mm-hmm. this is their first gig. John Robinson was that, right? This and and you saw that all around the league when those moves were being made. You don't get these these experienced GMs that come in here and have done it before like Bill Polian. Well, right? like, Zach, I was actually going to mention that is, you know, retread head coaches is a thing. You don't see a lot of retread GMs. No, you usually you don't. get the one shot. And, and that's, and really, to be honest, that has been the trend for several years. And that the, the general manager dynamic of the National Football League has evolved. The trade deadline used to not be anything, right? Yep. Now yep. it's something. Yep. The, uh, how active everything is. We Last year, Austin, that was our first year for A to Z Sports of really covering a big chunk of the NFL. I would actually say a small chunk of the NFL. We're about to cover a big chunk. Mm-hmm. But for what we learned about what last offseason represented, I felt, and I don't know the actual statistics, but I would guess that was some of the most active offseason moves that we've ever seen in the history of the league. It was. It was the most active offseason. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a trend because of all of these new general managers coming in with a new school of thought, with a new era of football. We've talked a lot over the last several weeks, especially last week, about Derrick Henry and doing something that de- you know, traditionally in the last several years has not won, has not won a Super Bowl, and that is hitching your wagon to a great running back. That is a trend. The other trend in the offseason is, hey, Ditch salaries, trade for quarterbacks, find your guy and see what you can do. And I'm very, very curious to see what the Tennessee Titans offseason represents this year. 
coming off of what happened at the end of last season. Yeah, for sure. And so I do think it's interesting. You talk about the new age GMs, the current GMs, they were all growing up throughout this process as, as scouts together. And Zach, the NFL combine in Indianapolis starts one week from today, from today, excuse me, next Tuesday, February 28th through March 6th is the NFL combine in Indianapolis, which is basically NFL spring break. So everybody from the NFL is in Indianapolis without a beach, but they go to the same bars for hours after they spend hours together at Lucas Oil Stadium and all the other combine meetings and, and areas of talking to players, talking with each other, workouts, everything. That's where moves are made, Zach. And so Rand Carthon will be visiting with all of his form, all of his buddies that he's grown up through scouting. And hey, Rand, congrats on the GM deal. How about that? What are you thinking? You got a lot of cap space. You got to move around. Uh, that's where deals are made. John Robinson made the DeMarco Murray trade uh, deal at the Combine in 2016. Now it happened after that, but the, the nuts and bolts of it happened in Indianapolis, probably over a beer or drink. And well, so and I'll, I'll also add this. It's like high school. When you're a senior, you a new freshman walk. Look, hey, let's figure out who these new people are, right? Yeah. And yeah. Rand Carthon, that I think is going to be the tale. I think you brought that up, uh, you know, with, with the combine. That is where moves are made. Yep. And we're going to find out what Rand Carthon's personality truly is heading into this offseason. Yeah, and, and we'll play the, the Rhett Bryant clip again throughout the show, but I think Rhett's got a point that Rand, Rand Carthon doesn't want to go to the high school reunion of the NFL Combine with $25, $23 million over the salary cap because you can't do anything with that. Uh, so he wants to be able to make some deals and have some conversations. So let's ask this question to everybody to get the chat involved this morning. Do you think Rand Carthon will be aggressive or conservative this, this offseason for the Titans? Do you think Rand Carthon will be aggressive or conservative this offseason for the Titans? Would Zach tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans? Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan in 2022. I kept my health plan in 2023 with Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. If you live in the state of Tennessee, that is where you should go. Whether you are single, married, married with kids, the perfect plan for you and your family is Farm Bureau Health Plans. All you have to do is get a quote. How that happens, you go to fbhp.com slash A to Z or give them a call. Take a quick health assessment. Once that health assessment uh, is done, they give you a quote and you realize, wow, and this is what I did. This plan is a lot better than my previous plan. It has helped me out time and time again. And again, unfortunate situations when you get sick or accidents happen, you get you need to go see a doctor. Well, you need a health plan. Plan on them for health, dental, and vision 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Also, don't forget with the BetMGM app, if you've already downloaded the BetMGM app and you've used our code ATOZ Sports, fantastic. That's great. But now you get to use all the different features inside the BetMGM app, like NHL One Game Parlay Insurance, which is fantastic now that the NHL uh, All Star break is over, gearing up for what those playoff pictures will look like. Opportunity to win and do it with some insurance right here, uh, like Zach kind of just talked about with the NHL one game parlay insurance. So what that means, you opt into that feature in your BetMGM app. You place an NHL one game parlay of four legs or more, and you get up to 25 bucks back in bonus bets if that one game parlay in the NHL falls just one leg short. So check that out 
with your BetMGM app, the NHL One Game Parlay Insurance feature. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions, subject qualifications, other requirements. Rewards issued at non-reliable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from insurance. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Zach asking the question to the chat this morning. Do you think Rand Carthon will be aggressive or conservative this offseason for the Titans as the NFL Combine is one week away and the Titans are still $23 million plus over the salary cap? What are you thinking? Uh, and other teams the- are over the salary. The, the Titans are not the only I mean, team. just look at the Saints situation and just, you know, think about how bad it could be like, you know, the whole thing, like it could be worse. Yeah. The new Orleans saints uh, just had to give their center a bunch of money uh, to save $9 million on their cap space, but that's a different conversation. So what's the chat saying here, Zach on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Xavier says aggressive. Jeremy says aggressive. Eddie also says aggressive. So does guy hoping for aggressive for B birds. Uh, Steven says aggressive conservative for sure though, from Connor Uh, you've got Jeff, Chris, John, all saying aggressive, but Nate comes in with conservative. Karen says aggressive. So does Mark. Conservative from Titan up. Aggressive. Uh, we will flip the script there from Andrew. Conservative. It's it's his first year. And I think, Kenneth, you take that approach of it is his first year. You know, that is something a part of the script. What? And this is why we brought this Which topic script? up today. The, the script of coming in of... Okay. What what is what? How are you going to position no. yourself as a general manager for the future of your team? No, I just think you have to. We have to be careful now with using the word script when it comes to. The NFL. Well, I was going to explain it, but you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, Mr. Jones. I, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, you ruined whole... it. He hadn't said script all show, <laughs> and now you're giving him. You're giving him juice. I'm just Don't saying, ever Jones ever group. since the Arian Foster and, P- and, and PMT commentator video that went viral. That argument was, right there was just scripted, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, but exactly. again, the brilliant content from that podcast from Barstool uh, now has us needing to, to rethink the way we use the word script when talking about the NFL. Yogi says conservative, no need to be aggressive. He's safe. Chris says aggressive, passive aggressive there from Rusty. That's pretty funny. He'll be aggressive. I think he has uh, an idea of what the team needs and will do what he can from John. Uh, it's his first offseason with a lot of needs. He has to be aggressive there from Jeff Roberts. Aggressive from CJ. MB says conservative. Brable doesn't think that they're too broken. So MB brings up the school of yeah. thought from their head coach, which is Mike Vrabel, who had not, I mean, he'd missed the playoffs before. And in the fashion of which they did it this past season i definitely think that it it made mike Vrabel think a little bit differently because he he told us the reason the reason why todd downing wasn't fired is it wouldn't have made a difference yeah but he also said the reason why they hired tim kelly was not everything is broken uh and so but also he liked what tim kelly would have done differently (laughs) in the in the conversations but it wouldn't have made a difference in the season so So i think you know overall the chat uh, a, a lot more aggressives but you know, like Jay comes in here with conservative but efficient retooling. Uh, Vrabel will be conservative coming in from Dwayne saying maybe the influence. Austin, what do you think yeah. as the approach 
this offseason from Rand Carthon. Yeah, well, Jay, uh, bring up his comment again, conservative but efficient retooling. I think that would be ideal. I think if Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel could have it anyway, it would be this. Like, you don't want to be aggressive just to be aggressive, but if you can be conservative and efficient, then, yeah, that that sounds like a beautiful offseason for the Titans. But I want to say that. You can't just be conservative and win a Super Bowl for this particular team. So, like – so no, it, it I think that needs to be defined. So retooling and doing some of that in a conservative nature is not going to completely change the landscape of the Tennessee Titans. And that's what needs to happen if they are going to compete with the likes of Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Patrick sure. Mahomes. And, and yeah, the goal is to win a Super Bowl, compete in the AFC to get to that Super Bowl. But by what year, right? Because I think the Titans, whenever you hit the big reset button with a new GM, I think you have to understand that you're probably not very close to it at this point. So what's the plan? Like Alex Doherty uh, and Sean Smith are guys who cover the Preds. They just put out a five-step plan to fix the Preds. Like that's a five-step plan. So does Rand Carthon have a five-step plan for this? And what does step number one mean? And does it, do you have to be aggressive in step one to be able to reach your step five, which might be win the Super Bowl? So there's a lot of different ways you can cut it up. And so, Zach, I think if I'm going to put a word on it in one of these two words of aggressive or conservative, I think coming out of the gates, conservative is probably the route they will choose to go. Because I, I do think Mike Vrabel, and this has a lot to do with Mike Vrabel's opinion of his football team. because MB was right. Mike Vrabel doesn't think the Titans are all broken. Things need to be fixed, but they're not completely broken. And earlier in the comments, Jay on YouTube also said that Vrabel is going to have 50% influence on personnel. And collaboration is also the big buzzword of the offseason for this team. And so I think conservative will be the route they will end up going because Vrabel thinks they still have enough here to make sure that they can still compete for the AFC South in 2023 and I don't necessarily think Vrabel thinks they need to be aggressive in the offseason they have to do stuff to get under the cap I mentioned that the Titans on Spotrack 23 and a half million dollars over the cap uh, I talked about the Saints they're 44.3 over the cap and Zach I didn't realize this but your Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, lead the league in least cap space with minus 55.6 uh, so there's a lot of work to do there and the Jags are not in a great spot at minus 32.8. So the Titans have an opportunity to still compete in the division without having to be conservative or aggressive. So that's why I answer this question with, I think they're more likely to be conservative than aggressive. So unfortunately, I do agree with you. I don't think that that is the approach that they should do. I think that the question is, will. And I think they will be conservative because I don't think that they... They're not, the pressure is not there yet. I think people and and in general and companies and teams, they usually become aggressive when the pressure is there. Austin, you know who has a lot of pressure? The New York Jets. They got pressure. That's why they're going to be aggressive this offseason. Another team that has pressure is probably the Las Vegas Raiders. I would agree with that. You know, the Titans are not in those. Josh two. McDaniels can't afford to continue to suck as a head coach in his second chance. No, he cannot. And so I look at around the league, and I that's kind of how I decipher where what bucket I put the Titans in. 
I don't put them in the same bucket as the Raiders or the Jets. And no, I, I, I don't think that you do the same thing over and over again and you expect a different result. I do think because of a contract situation with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, it, it the pressure is there. You only got Henry two more years. Well, that's not true. One right? more year, Randy. For yeah, you only Henry. got you only have Derrick Henry one more year. But I don't actually think that that is pressure. That is just maybe uh, a relationship ending or a continuing. I don't know. What I think the pressure is about Ran and about Vrabel. Vrabel doesn't have that much pressure when you look around other head coaches in the league and you don't have pressure when you're a new general manager. No, you have opportunity. You've got a little bit of grace, uh, less pressure. And so and I think he's got to look at his own, his own career path. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like we are all selfish as a whole. We all are right. We all have our best interest at heart. Rand Carthon is no different. Now, uh, he's not going to come out of the gates of the introductory press conference and say, hey, look, I'm selfish. I'm looking to, to keep this job for as long as possible. But he's got to make smart moves. He's got to fix some problems that he inherited. Mm -hmm. But I do think that they will be more conservative than aggressive. Yeah. I want them to go out yeah. and get Aaron Rodgers. You heard me. <laughs> I've spoken about that every single day, I feel like, on this show. I want Aaron Rodgers living in his house in Williamson County, driving up I-65 to Metro Center and going into the facility every damn day and suiting up in two-tone blue week one of this coming season. That's what I want. Yeah, but Connor, that is not the question. So yeah. I cannot answer with what I want. Yeah, and the question yeah. is, what do I think they will yeah, do? Exactly. And Connor, that's where I think the question's different. Is what do you think Rain Carthon will do, aggressive or conservative? And and Zach, so we talk about the, the selfish nature. I always bring up whenever there's whenever there's a new general manager or a new athletic director in college, so to speak, there's always a couple decisions that start the clock, right? That start that individual's clock on their job security. In in college, it's either hiring a football coach. Well, it's always hiring a football coach in as a college athletic director. In the NFL, for the general manager, your clock starts when you either hire a head coach or you draft the quarterback high. And or so, trade in this day and age, or trade for a big time quarterback. Yeah. Now, because if it doesn't work out, look at look at Hackett. He couldn't hack it. <laughs> well, yeah, and I was talking more about general managers rather than rather than head coaches. But, no, but, but everything it's it's the same, right? Sure. These I mean, I was type again, of moves make things change. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. These type of moves obviously make things change. But I do think you know the interesting thing with John Robinson is that there weren't there wasn't the clock starter. You know, like Mike Vrabel uh, didn't have to draft the quarterback high. He inherited Marcus Mariota and then did a really smart thing of trading for Ryan Tannehill's insurance. Uh, then he hired a new head coach in Vrabel. And, but it was just a lot of, as we've said, a lot of some paper cuts and some massive issues and mistakes that ended up with J-Rob losing his job. I think, I think so hindsight's 2020, right? Obviously, now you're yeah. looking back yeah. on history and saying, okay, where could Amy Adams Strunk start feeling the way that she ultimately felt? And it, it now is a little bit more clear than when it was. I think the small paper cut, there was a Kevin Dodd small paper cut early on. But that on was in, also in, his first year, right? It, 
But yeah, but it was a small paper cut. It was because when you come out in the first year and you make you know a decision like that, you start to build your resume, good and bad. I think Isaiah Wilson was kind of the start the clock of you're wasting my money. Yeah. And Austin, once you start wasting my money, I yep, Panda. Once you start wasting my money, I start to make sure and check your homework. And that's where I think that Amy Adams struck. Once Isaiah Wilson, who was the worst draft pick in NFL history at the time that he was drafted and who he became or lack thereof or the dollars he threw on strippers, he was useless. And what situation? We had said this as soon as I, Isaiah Wilson was released, Austin, we both, and the chat, I will give everybody credit for this, this is going to hurt in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. This is one of those trickle-down effects. Austin, you're at the bottom of the pond today yeah. because what what's their biggest problem on offense? <sighs> yeah, the offensive line. And, you know, uh, Isaiah Wilson being the biggest bust in NFL draft history is why Dennis Daly had to start 13 games for the Titans. Right. It was more than that. Jeez. It was, uh, he started 15 games for the Titans. All right. It is Esports here live on this Tuesday. Zach, uh, we're going to play that video again from Rhett Bryan because I, I did think that was interesting. Uh, but also going to ask you guys this question What do you think Rand Carthon's first move should be? What do you think Rand Carthon's first move should be as Titans GM? He really hasn't done anything yet. I mean, he hired uh, Brinker. This is a should, not a will question. Yeah, yeah this is a should. So we're also talking a little chronologically as well. So what should Rand Carthon's first move be uh, this offseason? But first, let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman. Uh, they're the official injury lawyers of the Titans. And your first call should to be to Hughes and Coleman if you've been injured in a car wreck because they can help you get every dollar that you deserve when that unfortunate event happens. Uh, when you get injured in a car wreck, it's always going to be more expensive than you think, even if you get out of the the medical bill situation uh, with a lot less than maybe you thought, but maybe there's future lost wages. There's a lot of other things uh, that come into play of getting injured in a car wreck and you need the right injury law firm to go to bat for you. And that is Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. They've been doing it for over 30 years and helping Tennesseans and Kentuckians out uh, during that entire time and have recovered over $1 billion for their clients uh, in that time. And they will help you out. So a free case consultation uh, for your injury when you get hurt in a car wreck by calling 800-800-4600. That's for a free case consultation at Hughes and Coleman. That's 800-800-4600. Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, Principal, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. A to Z Sports were powered by BetMGM. I had two big bets out last night. I hit Duke I, and I bought some points to hit Duke because they actually didn't cover the traditional spread. And then Kansas TCU is an entertaining game. They just didn't score enough points. I needed the over, and they didn't even come close to the over. So I kind of washed. Sometimes you wash with BetMGM. It's not a bad night. You pick yourself up, and you get back up on the saddle tonight with BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. New users, risk-free. You get bonus bets up to $1,000. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're hooking you up. They are the king of the sports book. That's BetMGM. 
All right, Zach. So we're asking the question now. We walked through the first question: was aggressive or conservative for Rand Carthon? And what did you say? Most most said aggressive in the chat. Is that what that was? Yeah, I, I would say the majority said aggressive, but uh, I would say like 70, 30, 65, 45. Okay. And you know, we said both or conservative. 40, uh, 35, not 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Math plus. on air. That'd be uh, plus. So, <laughs> uh so we both said we both said conservative. So let's go back to Rhett Bryan. Uh, who said uh, on the Buck Rising show yesterday, filling in uh, about this upcoming week, because we're asking this question now, what do you think Rand Carthon's first move should be this offseason? Here was Rhett Bryan, executive producer of Titans Radio yesterday. As we get closer to the new new fiscal year, of course, free agency first day is March 15th, 3 o'clock Central, our time. Um, I would think because... Uh, it's Rand Carthon's first year, first draft, first stuff, and he's got a lot of things to to juggle knowing that the combine is next week. I would anticipate that some moves roster-wise are going to be made this week before they ever go to Indianapolis because they know the money situation they're in. And if you look at – I looked at an updated numbers of spot track the other day, and I think they're still $23 million under the – I mean, over the cap – and you're going to need room to operate. And, you know, as I said in the last segment, I think it's pretty imminent that Taylor DeWan's going to be released. And there are going to be other names that are going to move off the books um, and monies. But I would anticipate that some of those moves, a good chunk of those, may be made this week before they ever go to Indianapolis. So that's Rhett Bryan of Titans Radio filling in for the Buck Rising Show with Lucas Panzeca yesterday on 104.5 The Zone. So, what what do you think Rand Carthon's first move should be for the Titans this offseason? Zach, what's the chat saying? So you know, this is pretty intriguing because I'll just go ahead and say mine because that was the first one that I said, and Rhett Bryan said it. I think it's cutting Taylor Lewan. Um, I think that is the first move that they should do, they will do, and I want to – stop here and kind of talk about that because Taylor one has not done and this is my personal opinion Taylor one is a public figure correct oh no doubt yeah he hasn't helped himself he hasn't helped himself to say wow this is a guy that is working his tail off to get back and he may not want to he's in the last year of his 90 million dollar contract He may not want to play. I have no idea. But the actions that we've seen, you know, tweeting more, being on Barstool, kind of looking towards the second career that we all believe that he'll have, and very successful. I I don't discredit anything that he's doing as far as getting ahead maybe on that second career. But if you're on your second career, you don't need to be on your first career anymore. For this team, at least. So I think that's the first thing that you do is cut Taylor Lewan. I don't think that there is a single chance that the Titans should or will keep Taylor Lewan around at left tackle. I don't think he's shown that he's the type of guy that you want at this stage in his career and at this stage in your franchise. You go your separate ways and you save the 10 plus million dollars that you need to save by cutting him. That is the easiest decision of the offseason. And I believe should be the first decision of the offseason. 
Yeah, and Adam says Lawan's podcast kind of tells me he's done with football. And it sure Adam, seems that way. Well, I don't, I don't, you guys like look at how Lawan looks. Like he looks like he's trying to become a tight end. Like he's lost weight, and and honestly, that might be a good thing for his football career after the second ACL in three years. Drop weight, get stronger from the core, and then build back up a lighter, more athletic, and more durable type person. I mean, that could be an approach to that, but he hasn't said that publicly. He hasn't stated that publicly. What he's talked about publicly is knowing that, yeah, he's expecting it to get cut before J-Rob was fired and definitely after J-Rob was fired. And, you know, he's also talked about several times that he is willing to take a pay cut to stay with the Tennessee Titans. And so I think, um, I think Lawan would love to stay with the Titans for one more year. I, I think Lawan would be willing to get cut soon, sit through the next month and a half, and then see what happens post big free agency wave A and B and see what the Titans look like in a couple of months and come back on a cheaper deal to remain in Tennessee. I, I don't think that's ridiculous to expect. I think that could happen. I don't but, have you not watched Taylor Lewan, man? Like I have, go go watch the last couple of weeks. No, I have it, it's not a left tackle that you want on your football team anymore. I'd rather have Taylor Lewan than Dennis Daly. I'd rather have Taylor Lewan than a lot of the people that the Titans. But Dennis Daly's that's 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 a bad, that, bad that, comparison. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that's, that yeah, was bad. You should yeah, you're gonna have a lot. I'd rather so, have I'd then, rather have Taylor Lewan at left tackle then maybe move Nicholas Petit Frere to left tackle. Austin, the guy uh, just tore his ACL for the second time. Yeah, but that was in September. It's it's February. Like I it's Zach, the left I, tackle position. I understand. I, I, Zach, I'm not saying that I am pro. You have you not been be- watching Lawan over the last couple of weeks? Yes, I have. I didn't know who Jeffrey Starr was until Lawan popped up with that thing the last few weeks. But so, he, but that, that he's not football guy right now. I understand that, but I still so if you think, don't you if you don't he's not football guy right now, and I don't know if anymore. I don't want to put that label on him, but it doesn't seem that he's football guy anymore. It sure seems like he is on the second leg of his life, which is okay. He's had his career as a football player. He's made a buku of money, and now. Kudos to him of starting. And a lot of guys get out of football and they don't know what to do with their hands, right? They're like, I, I don't know. They invest in a smoothie shop. Well, he's not doing that. He's got his second career. And Austin, actions speak a lot louder than words. You could sit here and say, I want to be a Titan. I don't want to get cut, all that stuff. But his actions tell us that he has moved forward, that his mindset is not football. Because Austin... When he tore his ACL the first time, you know what all he was tweeting out and documenting and putting up on his Instagram story? Yeah, rehab. Rehab. He's not doing that. He's slugging beers with the boys. Yeah, but rehab. No actions. These are his actions. Yeah, but again, like you know, you like you can't rehab five hours a day. That's not the right right way. But he was. That's all he was showing us, and now he's doing interviews with Jeffrey Star. Yeah, he's a polar. Like, it's a change. I, I don't. I honestly, don't and I'll say this: the Titans don't want Taylor Lewan. I mean, maybe. I, I don't no, know. No, they do not want Taylor Lewan. Okay, if you know you that, gotta move on. If you know that for a fact, then fine. But like, I again, I I do think 
Lawan is easy to cut. Like, like to go back to the question is what uh, should Rand Carthon's first move be? And you say cutting Taylor Lawan, that makes a lot of sense because there's zero dead cap on it. There's 14 plus million dollars in savings. And so you immediately cut Taylor Lawan and you go from minus 23 and a half cap space to under 10 uh, over the cap. And so you're in a much healthier spot with one swift, easy decision. And so I do think it makes a lot of sense for Lawan to get cut. Uh, you know, I see Charles says Zach is 1 million percent right here. Uh, Titans Cal says Zach means that the Titans shouldn't want Lawan. I, I, I get all these things, but I do think the Titans could do a lot worse at left tackle than Taylor Lewan in 2023. But Austin, and, you're basing that opinion on a guy who just tore his ACL again. That is, I feel, in my opinion, that is an irresponsible thought to think that Lawan is going to be like, what you think he's going to be. He, I, you don't know that. I, I, yeah, but again, like I think, like what did I, what did I say? What was the scenario I laid out? Zach, it was cut Lawan. Is, is Lawan playing for the Titans? No, dude, come on. But that's not like that's that's so surface level. I went I went pretty detailed on what I would be okay with if certain things happened. Cut Lawan soon, save the 14 plus million in cap now, go through free agency, go through free agency wave B, see what the situation looks like, and see if Lawan is willing to come back for a cheaper deal to help you get through 2023. I'm okay with that, but give it a couple of months after you cut him to see how it plays out. Like God knows what he will, he'll do from that point until that point. Again, I look at the actions you cannot ignore. Luan is a public figure that, again, he is increasing his brand off of the field. But the key term to that is it's off of the field. He's not increasing his value on the field. No, I, and again, but I, I guess I care less about that. I am not, I've never been a, one of the people who have been like, oh, Lawan's too focused on the podcast to be a good football I, I didn't say that, I, I'm not but saying it you sure seems that he has made a turn, a change. Lawan has been more public in the last three to four weeks than I think we've ever seen Taylor Lewan in well, the history I mean, of Taylor Lewan. Super Bowl and a big PR move with the Jeffree Star thing. I mean, like it's a... Uh, uh, he'd been in Cabo the last week. The only reason why I know that is because it pops up on my timeline. So, Austin, that's wrong. So, like, in, no NFL, notice this is, that. This is NFL vacation time, Zach. Like, we also know that too. Like, I don't care. Like, if you're not in the Super Bowl in February, I don't give a damn what you do in the month of February. Because... You've got the entire offseason to get back to where you need to be as a like that's vacation. When you're time. in the situation we're talking about. It's no, I, mean, I don't care. February he just is the, ACL for the second time. Fact, February is like literally the only month of the year where NFL players don't have to worry about getting their body ready. That's that's the reality of the calendar. In when June the, and July, the they've got of time I, off, but they got to get ready for camp. It's different with Lawan. All right, so. Um, so you answer with Lawan. So we're going to go through and continue to get to your your answers here. Uh, the question is again: What should Rand Carthon's first move uh, be for the Titans uh, this offseason? But Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Then I'm going to answer the question. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. That's Wilson County Hyundai. You've got the Palisade, you've got the Elantra, you've got the Tucson, the Santa Fe, even the Sedona, which is the four-door sedan. Wilson County Hyundai, if you are in the market for a new vehicle, 
you've got to search around. Look, you can go to other dealerships. I don't mind that. But make sure that you go to Wilson County Hyundai and check out their deal. Tell them A to Z Sports sent you. They'll hook you up with a great price at a great, great discount because you sit there and they'll will and deal with you. I promise you that. Family owned and operated. That is WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Also, with the BetMGM app, you can continue to win big even after you use our bonus code ATOZ Sports for that first bet offer. But you can also uh, win and do it safely with that NHL One Game Parlay Insurance feature. So opt in to NHL One Game Parlay Insurance with your BetMGM app. That means that you place a NHL One Game Parlay of four legs or more, and you get up to twenty-five bucks back in bonus bets if that four-leg parlay and one-game parlay in the on the ice falls one leg short. That's with the Bet MGM app. So Zach, we're asking the question here. Uh, you know, what's should Rand Carthon's uh, first move be? Uh, I did want to get to uh, this lunch money here. All he talks about this Luan is getting cut. He seems uh, more than fine with that. He's weighing about two forty now. He's gone. He's gone busting with the boys or whatever that line is there. <laughs> Now, I don't know if he actually weighs 240 or not. I don't know if that's something he said. I don't listen to the podcast, but I do consume the social content that they put out there. And he is definitely very light. Uh, so, but I also, you know. And I will he, say this for CJ. He he does look a little checked out. And that I'm forming my opinion based on what I know, what I've seen, what I'm forming my opinion on. He does. I agree with CJ. Does it mean that he is checked out? I don't think I can, yeah. can guarantee say that, but Austin, I, I think you have to, he does seem a little checked out. He's doing things that he's never done in the history of his career. He's, his career is at a flux. He is now in his second ACL. What do you mean he's doing things he's never done in his career? He's tweeting and being more in the public eye than he ever has been. He's always been the public eye. No, he eye. is not, Austin. You, it is not the same. You, we literally started the conversation with yeah, you but agreeing you're, with like, that. Oh, he went to Cabo. Yeah, his, his wife and him took friends to Cabo. He went to Cabo two years ago. He's and tweeted more than he ever has in his career. He's he's uh, he's, put he's always his, tweeted, though. Not Zach. like this. Oh. That's the difference. Okay. I, I just, I, anyway. It's not, again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You can do whatever the hell you want. If you want to tweet, tweet away. If, if, if that's what you want to do, that that we free. America is free. But I do think that the tendencies does seem that he is focused on something other than football. I, I, okay. Anyway, I, I do think Rank Carthon's easiest first move is to cut Taylor Wine. Like I went over 14 million uh, in cap, you can say with zero dead cap. So for the sake of conversation, I think the next move needs to be the cutting of Robert Woods because Robert Woods also uh, saves you 12 plus million dollars on the cap with only $2 million of dead cap. And those two moves alone get you where you're under the cap. And if you're under the cap going to the Indianapolis combine next Tuesday, I think that at least shows that you've got some moves you can make and some things you can start to set up. And so I do think, if Lawan's the first move, I do think Robert Woods is the second. Um, so I, I, that's where I would answer this question is Robert Woods is a very easy cut as well because that guy, you know, it, it was not worth the $14 million he got or he is set to get on the cap in 2023. And you can get out of a lot of that money. So right I, now. and you know, my thing about Bobby, please. 
So I'm not sitting here supporting Bobby, please. I'm just kind of looking at it through another spectrum. Austin, if you do cut Bobby, please. Look at your wide receiver room now. <laughs> I, no, I know. But like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, like who, who is in it? I mean, I, I listed off the players. Uh, I think I can pull it up here. Give me a second. I've got the Titans um, player under contract list open. Um, so if you cut Bobby Trees, you're only going to have like four receivers under contract. And those are all like under the age of 20. It, yeah, I mean, it, so if you cut Bobby Trees, Robert Woods is gone in this exercise. Uh, under contract at wide receiver is Traylon Burks, Racy McMath, Kyle Phillips, Mason Kinsey, and Reggie Robertson. All unreliable resources. And I say to say that about Traylon Burks, he was just unreliable this yeah, year just, because of his injury. Yeah. All unreliable resources. Robert Woods at least played all the games, right? So I I think that it's I think it's a little bit more difficult situation and decision from Rand Carthon to cut Robert Woods. I don't think that it shouldn't happen, but I, I, think it's I, I don't think that it is as easy. And I don't think it's the first one. The I think it's move. the second one. It, it, Cause you know, I, my answer was the same as yours. Luan's the easiest thing to do. The, the first thing that could be done. Cause it's so clean of, of a cut, but Robert Woods, again, I don't care that that leaves you with Burks, McMath, Phillips, Kinsey, and Robertson. You're going to, you knew you're going to have to reshape that room anyway and right now you don't have any money to do it. So if you cut Robert Woods, now you save $12.6 million. No, to get- I, I don't disagree with the 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 take. Exactly. I just, you you look around in this, the wide receiver room is the worst in the league. Yeah, but Zach, you cut Robert Woods and you can go sign two veteran free agents around that six to $7 million range per year, two of them. And they're going to produce way more than what yeah. Robert Woods did. Who that? I don't know who that is. I mean, we don't know who that is because nobody's cut yet. Like free agents aren't actually free agents yet. There's still targets that can still be resigned. But still, for for twelve point six million dollars, you can go get two guys that have played in this league enough to be way better. How much does Adam Thielen make? Well, I, uh, I, he's about to make a lot less because he's about to get cut. Probably. No, I know. Well, you that's when you you brought that up, and I the first guy that popped in my mind is. Adam Thielen's going to get cut from the Vikings. I wouldn't mind that. Adam Thielen is set to make, set to make 11.8 base. And he's set to have a 19.9 million cap hit with the Vikings. And they do have an out. So Adam Thielen is most likely going to get cut. Now, what is, what's the price going to be for Thielen uh, with his new team? Probably not that what he's set to make, but also probably a little too rich for the Titans. I would expect, but maybe, I don't know. He is a, um, he, he checks the boxes of what the Titans are missing in this exercise, which is if you cut Robert Woods, you, everybody, is, you know, just turn yeah. 21. <laughs> uh, not, I mean, I think we can save, I'm going to sit on, a, on an opinion I have about Adam Thielen and the Titans uh, for another day because and, yeah, and he's that, had injury history as well. Yeah. So he's had ankle problems. And he's also 32 years old. All right. So let's go ahead and get to Tuesday sports trivia, Zach. To wrap up this Tuesday show, again, big week. Uh, Rhett Bryan said, keep your eye out for a couple of these moves to happen uh, before the combine uh, gets started next week in Indianapolis. Uh, But time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. They can help you get back from whatever injury you have happen in life, whether it's just life 
that, you know, walking around, bump into something, hurt something, have a fall. Uh, they can take care of you. If it's your son or daughter playing youth sports, uh, the Bone and Joint Institute can take care of them as well. And they do a fantastic job in Franklin, drove by it yesterday. It's a beautiful building there right off of I-65 and Highway 96 in Franklin. They've got all the type of specialists that can deal in any type of injuries you could possibly have in life. And a state-of-the-art rehab facility led by our guy Dave there on campus. So the best thing about the Bone and Joint Institute, everything under one roof. You don't have to go to different centers for imaging and x-rays and all this other type of stuff or surgery or rehab. All one place right there at boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Right there on the screen, use that promo or that bonus bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. If you're signing up and you're a new user and you've not signed up, make sure you put that in the bonus code spot ATOZ Sports. They are the king of the sports book. It's now time for sports trivia. <laughs> All right, Tuesday's sports trivia, Zach. We've got five questions, four of them sports, one non-sports. We are currently 54 out of 80, which is a 67.5% rate. Our new goal is to go over 69%. So we got some work to do uh, with just four more weeks and five questions starting today. So let's get it going. A little golf, PGA golf trivia. Which eccentric pro golfer is known for eating volcanic sand which eccentric golf pro golfer is known for eating volcanic sand gary mccord jesper parnovic ian woosman or john daly i don't think it's john daly i also don't think it's jesper those guys are eccentric for other reasons so you've got uh, Ian Woosman or Gary McCord? Uh, Brent says Gary McCord. Matt says Jesper with an exclamation point. I don't know. And then MB says Parnovic. Maybe it is Parnovic. I didn't think it was Jesper. Uh, Timothy says Parney. I think we have to go with Jesper Parnovic. There's there's enough comments that make me feel pretty good about that. I didn't think it was the correct answer, but I, I can be wrong. You want to lock that in? Let's go final. Lock it in. Sweden's Jesper Parnovic won his first PGA title in 1998 and is known for eating volcanic sand. All righty then. Well, that is something. This is why we do trivia. Half of the fun is just learning this random So stuff. is it like... Eat sand, like an insult, like eat sand. And Jesper Parnovic, like, all right. Maybe if it's volcanic, it, it yeah. has some health benefits. Maybe. Um, people do crazy things. Netball. What do you know about netball? For how long can a player hold the ball in netball? Two seconds, three seconds, five seconds, for or as long as you want. So netball, I, I don't know what netball is. Me either. How long can a player hold the ball in netball? Two seconds, three seconds, five seconds, or as long as you want? Yeah, that, three seconds sounds pretty good. Uh, Robert Dingman says three seconds. Big Ten Jeff says three seconds. 
Um, Stacy says three seconds. I think we have to go with a, a three seconds. We've got Jeff says net, it sounds like a hot ball. potato type game. Nick says five seconds, I think. And Jamie says five seconds again, no Googling. I, I think that's should be an understood rule here. Um, I don't think it's as long as you want. Ah, hmm. uh, five, One, five seconds, two, three. Logistically, five makes more sense, but. Five could also be a long time. Yeah. I'd probably go three. You want to go three? I'm fine with three. I mean, I have no idea. Let's, let's give three a shot. You want to lock that in? Final it is E3. For how long can a player hold the ball in netball? You can only hold the ball for three seconds because once you've reached over three seconds, it is then a held ball violation. Okay, so we're 2-0. and oh. I like that. That was good. All right, next question. Which quarterback below did not play his final season for a California team? Ooh, this is like strategic. Which quarterback below did not play his final season for a California team? Okay. Johnny Unitas, Norm Van Brocklin, Joe Namath, or Bob Waterfield? Well, Joe Namath played for the LA Rams. So that's not his the final answer. season. Johnny Unitas. I don't remember him playing anywhere other than the Baltimore Colts, but maybe he did. Where's Scott? This got Scott Weaver all over it. Um, Chargers. Then, uh, United played for the Chargers. Okay, so that good. So now it's between Norm Van Brocklin or Waterfield. Waterfield. Uh. Scott thinks it's Waterfield. Matt thinks it's Waterfield. I think Waterfield's probably our best bet right now. You want to lock that in? Yeah, let's do it. Waterfield final A to Z. Van Brocklin. Norm Van Brocklin. Van Brocklin played for the Los Angeles Rams in the 1950s before playing his last three seasons for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. His final game was in the 1960 NFL championship in which the Eagles beat the Packers 17 to 13 Waterfield plays it, played his entire career for the Rams. So man, you had Unitas with the Rams and are uh, Unitas with the, the chargers and Namath with the Rams. We, we had narrowed that down. I just had no idea that Waterfield plays his, played his entire career with the Rams. Yeah, same. All right, so that's uh, two and one. We got one more sports question. This is a question that I, I don't know, and I, I have a feeling that some other people know this, but I don't know this. What was the last NFL team for which Franco Harris played? He just passed away. So maybe there's some people who read some, you know, articles on his career. 
recently. I don't know the answer. I can't. Uh, Roy says Cardinals. I can't envision. Scott him says in. Seahawks. Lock it in. David says Seattle. Matt says Seahawks. Maybe then. Titans, Kyle says Seattle one hundred percent. So I think we just go Seattle Seahawks final A to Z. Boom. This is a, something I, I'm learning. You know, you're you locked it in. We locked it in. As Franco Harris's stellar NFL career wound down, he was rapidly closing in on Jim Brown's then record, 12,312 rushing yards. Brown didn't respect Harris and threatened to come out of retirement. He was close to 50-year-old to push his record higher. He didn't need to, though, as Harris had an undistinguished final season in 1984 gaining 170 yards in eight games for the Seattle Seahawks. In the AFC. In the AFC. All right, three and one. Last question. We need this four and one right here. What was the most popular drink in colonial America? What was the most popular drink in colonial America? Was it tea, whiskey, hot chocolate, or cider? Now, tea, obviously there's connection to Europe and England. What was the most popular drink in colonial America? All right, go one more. Tea, whiskey, hot chocolate, or cider? Hot chocolate makes no sense. No, I agree. Cider, whiskey, or tea? My, I don't know why I think whiskey. Uh, popular drink? Like, no. Whis- like, they can't, you can't just have whiskey be the most popular drink. That just doesn't work. Cider is interesting. Cider. Tea, I would think if tea was so popular, they wouldn't have dumped it all in the Boston Harbor. Tea makes the most sense, though, because I feel right. like it's it's most readily available. All right, so I'm going to go through Roy. Roy said reason Boston Tea Party was so big, but what was the reason? Was because it was tea? Roy, yeah, says tea. So, I, you know, I think Boston Tea Party, Party makes sense. But, it, but I'm with Robert. T seems too obvious. Sometimes yeah, I, the most obvious ones is the correct answer, though. Oh, I think T. I think T is where we need to go. So the question is, what was the most popular drink in colonial America? Tea, whiskey, hot chocolate, or cider? We going T? Yeah. You lock that in? Finally, it is ET. Practically everyone in colonial America drank tea, which explains why there was such an uproar when the British levied a tax on their favorite beverage. Four and one. Huge. We needed that. So now we're 58 out of 85. And we're Which trying is, to get to 69. That's 68.2%. So we add another 0.7 up. So we just need to go another four and one. 
keep stacking four and one days. That was good. That was good work right there. That was good work. Great work, everybody. So Tuesday we'll be back. Uh, our trivia will be back next Tuesday uh, to make sure we can try to keep improving upon that record. But don't forget, like the show before you go. Give us that thumbs up if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. And subscribe to our channel if you haven't yet already. Buck Rising will be live tonight, A to Z Sports Prime Time. Also, Buck will be live from the NFL Combine some next week in Indianapolis. So make sure you like the show before you go for more Titans content throughout the day. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.